0: No, just a minute. I got this thing all screwed up
1: here. Jesus. I'm not stopping either. This is all getting to be on the old show. <laughs> Frataloni's
0: Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 393, June 2nd, 2020. 93 degrees on this day in 1940. Well, there wasn't any aquaside in 1940. So the people swimming at Minnetonka, Phelan, Como, Lake Minnetonka, they had to put up with weeds. The weeds get tangled around their legs. Then they start yelling for their mom. They run upstairs. They can't stand it anymore. There's too much vegetation. It doesn't happen anymore because you've got aquaside to keep your beach free of weeds. Their products are easy to use. They work right away. They're also registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are safe for you, the fish, your lake, your family. There is no need. Pay attention. Yep. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. White Bear Lake, by the way, company. You call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. On this day in 1946, it was 35 degrees.
1: And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Gotta make a check It's Garage Logic with Rookie on production, Chris Revers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight
0: king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. You'll recall that I said on May 14th, thereabouts, that I was really paying attention to the COVID-19 models because they appeared not to be uh, proving correct. Uh, And on May 14th, the, uh, the U of M and Department of Health model uh, predicted 1,700 1, COVID-19 deaths reached in Minnesota by the end of May. Fortunately, that has been wrong. Uh, uh, yesterday, June 1st, May is over. We have a, an unfortunate total of 1,050 deaths. So they were, the, the models were 650 deaths off. I, I just mentioned that as a as an observation and how it remains uh, difficult to follow the progress of the illness which also will become more interesting in the next 2 weeks if in fact a 2 week time period is needed to demonstrate whether there will be a spike or not because of the uh, absence of social distancing over the last week well so, but
1: you know the good thing is you know a lot of those people that came here from out of state maybe they're gone already so we th- those covid cases won't count towards our tally <sighs> Out of state, huh? Yeah. A 28-year-old
0: Illinois man is facing federal charges for rioting and and possessing explosive devices after he traveled to Minnesota last week amidst the unrest. According to U.S. Attorney Erica McDonald, Matthew Lee Rupert of Galesburg, Illinois, has been charged with civil disorder, carrying on a riot, and possession of unregistered destructive devices. Good. Thanks a lot, pal. Because now these people don't have a... You helped create a situation where these people don't even have a grocery store.
1: How did they, uh, how did you they know, catch You know it? how they got him, was them, a,
0: right? He was arrested in Chicago after traveling there for Minneapolis to participate in the unrest there. He was arrested in the early morning hours of Sunday by Chicago police. Huh. This is the first federally charged rioting case announced from last week's events. The charges come after officers claimed a majority of riders were outside agitators. But jail data indicates otherwise. According to the charges, Rupert posted messages on his Facebook account about the Minneapolis protests after the Memorial Day death of Floyd. In one message posted Thursday, he said, I'm going to Minneapolis tomorrow. Who coming? Only goons. I'm renting hotel rooms. Oh, I'm going to Minneapolis tomorrow. Who coming? Only goons. I'm renting hotel rooms. Friday, he posted a cell phone video uh his in facebook in which he can be seen passing out explosive devices to others encouraging them to throw them at law enforcement he also actively damages property in the video and lit a building on fire before looting other businesses in the video rupert can be heard telling other rioters that he has explosives to throw at swat team members he is seen handing an item brown casing and a green wick to another person in the crowd He can also be seen asking for lighter fluid before running into a Sprint store. After he enters the store, he says, I lit it on fire. The video shows Rupert looting an Office uh, Depot location as well. After his two nights in Minneapolis, Rupert posted on his Facebook that he would be heading to Chicago in the early morning hours Sunday. He posted videos to his Facebook showing him in the city saying things like, let's start a riot and I'm going to start doing some damage. He was arrested at 2.20 a.m. along with his associates for violating the city's curfew order. In his vehicle, Chicago police found uh, destructive devices, a hammer, a heavy-duty flashlight, and cash. The FBI is urging the public to report suspected arson, use of explosive devices, or violent, destructive acts associated with otherwise peaceful protests of the last week. So, uh, you, this, uh, this wasn't a, a black kid, by the way.
1: Uh, do, I was just going to say, do me a favor. Will you give me that name one more time, please? Matthew. Matthew. Lee. Lee. Rupert. Oh, he pops up right here. I'm going to look him up. R U P E R T.
2: Thanks a lot, Matt. Galesburg is a city in Knox County, Illinois, 45 miles northwest of Peoria, 32,000 people. Mm -hmm. It's uh, right uh, south of Moline and close to the Iowa
1: border. Oh, and his Facebook profile picture is of his daughter. Well, that's just wonderful. Really? Yep. Uh, There's a reason I'm not on Facebook. That's, That's one of them. Well, Joe, a lot of us are, and we aren't bombing cities. Come on. Yeah, I don't even know what I meant by that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? What an idiot. So, in other words, had he not posted all of this stuff on his Facebook account, he would never have been caught.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm so glad he did.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh, regarding Mike
0: Fratelloni, Jim Dudley writes, he needs to post those videos. Mike's dad or other business yeah. owners, when they get a bad check, they posted that bad check right in front of the cash register for all to see. We need to bring back shame. Kenny, he quit being such a wuss? <laughs> Jim <laughs> Dudley. Here's the problem, though. Uh, here's the problem. With the decline of moral and ethical integrity, a sense of shame has also been lost. Do you, Do you think that... Posting those videos would bring any shame to those looters nope. who were in Fratelloni's nope. store? Nope, absolutely not. Nope. a moment's nope. worth. Not a moment's worth of shame.
1: Well, and, and I mean, because I, I read the same email from Jim, and I know he's a re, he's a retired police officer, but the, Mike's right, and Kenny's right. The last thing Mike this wants guy to is do... Not a, this guy that I just... Wait, I thought it was, because I forwarded that email to Mike. No, it's, he's... Uh, I know where he works. I'm
0: not. I shouldn't say that because he posted his work address on his email. He's not a cop.
1: Because we got a. Well, then we got one. I know you're thinking
0: of. I have it. Don't worry. Anyway, everything under control here. I'm in charge. I know know you are,
1: (laughs) and I know you. You do. But but Mike's worried about uh, retaliation, and so is Kenny. And I I completely understand that.
0: The one you're thinking of, Reavers, is from Rick Kineski. Uh, DPD retired. What would that be? Detroit Police Department? Uh, Dundas? Uh, I have no idea. He writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail Hail you.
2: You? You?
0: Yeah. You. Wow. Joe Rookie told a story about being awakened by the sound of a car door closing and then saw a person walking in the street. His immediate response was to grab a gun and go outside. I am profoundly disturbed. He said he intended to rack the action to frighten the person away. What would he have done if the person had responded by shooting at him? Was he prepared to enter into a gun battle? Rookie and his family were in no danger until he grabbed a gun. This kind of cowboy vigilante behavior gets people killed and pits good people against each other. If you are suspicious of someone's behavior, be a good witness, call 911, and stay safe. If law enforcement is delayed, at least you won't have to live having shot or killed a neighbor or leaving your family without a father or husband. Owning a firearm is a huge responsibility. It requires clear thought and maturity. Rookie needs to reevaluate his
2: actions. Boy, we, I, he's got a great point. Great point. He's got the the point. That right. is the number one point. ...of owning a firearm. You, you do everything in your power to run from a gunfight, and you only put your finger inside the finger guard if you're going to pull the trigger, and you do not want to do that. My you, God. Know why, uh, you know why I didn't say anything
0: yesterday? Because I know Rook like the back of my hand. He never made any racking sound with a gun. I, I don't even
2: think he I don't even think he took it with him to be honest. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't I so I didn't believe the story. Uh I, am I calling Rook a liar? No, uh, he. Well, you kind
2: he's of. A show, he's a show business guy, is He's he a, is. Just a
0: show business he, guy. He, so he, he made the racky someone,
2: and then I got my thing, and I went. Yeah, sure you did. He knows how to tell a story. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great.
0: He calls rifles, you know. He Calls his SUV a truck. Come on. But to put to put Rick at ease, DB DPD retired. I got a feeling, Rick, that uh when it comes to the safety of his family that would be pr- uh, paramount with rookie uh he would not put his family in danger he would he yeah. just absolutely would not put us, his family yes he put us in danger he'd but he put not- us in danger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Gary in California writes: When the mayor of Minneapolis ordered the police to retreat and give up the third precinct home of the Minneapolis police, he set the stage for the national submission of a country, of a country city streets to looters and arsonists. If the Minneapolis mayor cannot support his own police force, he should be recalled. Gary in California, that was the start of it. Yeah, when that but- precinct was allowed to disappear. That that was the
1: beginning of the end. And when his and I know I mentioned this yesterday, but when his reaction was just simply "it's just bricks and mortar," yeah. that really didn't sit well. I, I, I really was troubled by that by that comment. Yeah, uh,
0: Kenny, you're getting attacked in another email. Go ahead. Joe, in regards to the fuel tank truck that approached protesters on the 35W bridge, the world news media, all forms, have offered their commentaries, opinions, speculations on why and how that fuel truck ended up on the bridge. Fortunately, this situation ended without injury. Please go back and listen to yesterday's podcast beginning at 5138 to 5450. If the whole world can discuss this incident, why does Kenny Olson prevent you from offering your thoughts or opinions to your listeners? The whole incident ended without the loss of life or injury, no property damage. What opinion can you or your listeners offer that is going to put you behind bars or in civil court? Uh, at the beginning of that exchange between you and Kenny, he warned you not to accuse anyone. What the bleep? Does Kenny think you don't have any brains? Did he think you were tap dancing on a landmine by merely mentioning the 35W incident? An incident which has been discussed by all forms of media worldwide? I would love to hear your and your listeners' comments on the incident without Kenny preventing you from discussing it. Uh, You you know what?
2: You can answer for me in this case, Joe, because you know the answer. Go ahead. And and we didn't talk about this off the air.
0: At the time we discussed it, there still was no evidence of what was happening or not happening. That's be my answer for you.
2: It was still breaking, and both Such and I have been, and and, uh, John, you weren't here yesterday. We've been doing this since the 80s. We've been around the block, and believe it or not, we've burned ourselves a few times making those sort of mistakes. Some quite recently, Uh, and and we're just, I'm not going to do it. As a matter of fact... I went back and erased all references to that on my Twitter account. And, Not and me, by the by way. By I've never well, made a I'll, mistake on
1: the air. And, and, John, and I'll John
2: Height. And I'll stand by it. And yes. these chuckleheads aren't going to tell me how to do a job I've been doing forever. John
0: Height, will God. you
3: please weigh in on the fuel tank driver? I, I will, because... Uh, as uh, some folks know, I uh, I worked at a place that uh, delivered gasoline for a while. Uh, you the routine. gas man. Well, we were doing the podcast, uh, when No, we you worked started. at a place. You worked at a place that took deliveries of took, gasoline. Took delivery. Yep. And uh, Bogdan, the driver, uh, was a driver I uh, saw many times and talked with many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a weekend driver for those folks. Uh, he was a very quiet fellow, uh, not angry at all. Not nothing you'd consider, you know as a bad person good worker i don't think he had any intent whatsoever to hurt anybody Uh, my guess is he got on the highway and didn't realize what was going on and by the time he figured it out he he went oops i better stop this
0: and that's what the Uh, authorities have also concluded yes and the incident uh, is done he, he and his
3: out. brother his brother was a driver also ukrainian is a driver mm-hmm. uh, who worked full-time for the company uh, completely the opposite uh, very outgoing uh, very uh well i don't know you somebody you'd want to sit and talk to and you we would during uh deliveries but bogdan did not but it wasn't in a mean way and it, he wasn't a bad guy he was just shy and didn't want to talk uh, and i don't think he had a, uh, any intent whatsoever sure. and
2: john yeah. Well, John, will yes. you confirm to uh, the audience that you actually texted us a lot of this information, except for his name, right after it happened? So we knew this information. We knew the fuel company, uh, yeah. we, and I looked it up, and I knew where they were based, and I, I knew that they delivered to your shop and other shops around the metro, and mm-hmm. I just simply chose. And I could have called my many sources, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't
3: even do that. I, I stayed yeah, way as, as soon as it. I. S- as soon as I saw the truck on television, was it Sunday? Right, Sunday. Uh, I immediately texted you guys saying, "Oh, I, I think I, I probably, you know, will know this guy, and uh, I know the company well." So,
0: John, in your newscast mm-hmm. today, in your newscast uh-huh. today, I'm going to leave the competing autopsy news in your lap. Okay, I can the competing George Floyd autopsy news. Uh, both Hennepin County and the uh, private autopsy hired by the Floyd family uh, arrive at homicide, but for different reasons. And then I'm going to let our professional newsman try to parse that for us. Uh, when at last we have the John Height remote newscast. Okay, I sure. have a, I have an observation. And I think it's one that Ken- Kenny has been involved in, and we're all beginning to find ourselves involved in it. Uh, Minneapolis residents are finding incendiary devices and gasoline stashed around yards and alleys. Uh, investigators say they have found devices meant to start fires hidden in neighborhoods around Minneapolis. A woman at WCCO spoke. A woman WCCO spoke with Monday made a terrifying discovery this past weekend. Gasoline on corners in water bottles, and I'm kind of afraid that someone is going to set it on fire. She said, "She brought them inside and dumped them. Uh, well, that was stupid, but lady. Yeah, don't,
2: don't put, don't, don't, don't dump gas down your tree. Good Lord, kaboom! Wow,
0: I'm just going to put it in the old garbage disposal. <laughs> put it, put it in your lawnmower." Uh, No, I wouldn't do that either. Okay, just don't put it down your drain. (laughs) She brought them inside and dumped them. Minneapolis police spokesman John Elder warned the public Monday about unfamiliar objects just like that. We don't have any information that anyone's in danger in their homes. However, we are asking people to look for any items that may be there, Elder said. Police are also asking everyone to look out for suspicious cars. One woman in the neighborhood took a picture of one she's seen twice now. His car, he doesn't have any plates front or back, so I did get scared. I called community action. and They told me to call 911. She said, neither woman feels any of this work uh, is, a, is the work of Minneapolis residents. Leaders have alerted communities about outside agitators and then were referenced to
2: the Illinois uh, bad guy who was charged with uh, rioting. This uh, this has been a phenomenon, Joe, but there's just – I saw one tweet that kind of opened my eyes, and, of course, this isn't the explanation for everything, but uh, the tweet simply stated, we've been waiting for our plates for two months. Mm-hmm. You know, the government – the COVID has shut everything down, and, and we still don't have plates. So, uh, you know, that's one. What this is resulting in is what it must inevitably result in.
0: Uh, neighborhood groups – are taking it upon themselves to watch out for their their neighbors and their block. And I I think that's exactly what has to happen. It's happening in my neighborhood. It's happening in many neighborhoods. Uh, And I think that's what has to happen right now. We're on our own. Uh, I'm not saying police are abandoning anybody. I'm just saying in the event of some widespread problem, we're on our own. Does they really agree with that?
2: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah. that's what played out in uh, my neighborhood on the second night of the curfew it would have been Saturday night, correct, when they decided to enforce it. Yeah. Uh, all these neighbors that I had previously thought were cowards were out yeah. blocking intersections and alleys. I mean, I went out and stood in uh, at about eight thirty, nine o'clock, went out and stood out in the middle of my street like boss hog, you know, yeah. hands on my fat hips and started stopping cars and giving them the what for and everything and i looked down at each end of my block down there and there's there's my neighbors with these goofy makeshift barricades made out of trash cans and lawn ornaments <laughs> and lawn chairs <laughs> and uh, all through the night uh, there was shouting and yelling and go home get out of my neighborhood and blah blah yeah. blah i gotta tell you i was uh, I was filled with civic pride, suits. Right, right. Uh, it's you know, it's happening. They, they, they might be hand ringers, but uh, they were not going to take it.
0: I got the uh, <laughs> I got the call this morning, and I got on my scooter and had to do a little reconnaissance. So I'm kind of like Don Recon. Knotts in that regard. You rec- <laughs> reconnoiter
2: the perimeter. Yeah,
3: it was about a ninety
0: thousand dollar BMW that someone was concerned about where it was parked, and I. I, uh, I I really didn't have any gut feeling that a, a bad uh, a rioter was uh, capable of owning a $90,000 BMW. I uh, could be wrong. But in any event, by the time I got to the scene, uh, it was gone. It's probably with some lawn, uh, 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 probably some design. What am I trying to say?
1: I have no idea. Well,
0: a landscape they- design contractor because there was a big fleet of trucks working. Where this uh, beamer had been seen, it was probably the big boss checking on him, and then he went home.
3: <laughs> do, do
2: your well, neighbors was... know the? Do they know the neighborhood you live in? Have they checked their tax statements <laughs> recently? Yeah. Yeah, do they, they know did. a really nice car when they see one? <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on! I mean, when you see my truck parked in your neighborhood, then I'm
3: called. then I'm called. Yeah. Then I'm yeah. called. <laughs> yeah. Well, well speaking of these strange, uh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say over the weekend that I almost thought it was staged with three people who allegedly were protesters. And that car was a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who, you know, that they thought were agitators, had no license plates. Well, Kenny, uh, speaking of strange cars, what's the story of this medic van?
2: Do you have a brief uh, synopsis of the story, John? Yeah, I can I, tell you. Uh, I can if you don't. Uh, Liber uh, from the Strib. Is that a, how you pronounce his name? That's what I have, I'm going to go with. I don't know. Uh, he discovered these kids in this really, really cool, I mean, cool old van from the 60s with these red uh, crosses on it. Uh, and they called, the, called it a medic van. And they were helping the protesters um, after they've been gassed or whatever, you know, patching them up, dumping milk on their face, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then, John, was it yesterday or the day before they actually pulled Uh, this van over,
3: the authorities did, and arrested them? Monday night, actually, uh, during the state capitol arrest when they arrested people, uh, they said a protester van was towed. It was marked as a medic vehicle but contained milk containers, helmets, and a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire.
2: Oh, so I I saw this story and I I thought I've been hanging around you too long, Such. I thought that's a cool van. Is that an old Ford Econoline? So I Google like <laughs> I just guessed '67 uh, Ford Econoline and I'm looking at that and a picture of the van and it's like no, that's not it. And I did further investigation and further investigation and Joe, it's a really neat van. It's a Chevrolet. Corvair Greenbrier Sports wow. Wagon. Are you the kidding? Motor, me? The motor, the motor is in the back on, under the floor panels. I had one. Did you really? Oh, I Did that was really? our that was our
0: band truck before we finally got a great <laughs> Joe, big Econoline.
2: It's, it's the ugliest van in the world, and I, oh my god, I just love it. It was it was air
1: cooled. <laughs> I've told you guys air the story. Cooled. Is this the one that didn't have <laughs> yes. heat? yeah, I told you guys a story where we got the <laughs> it's we got the lake car cooled.
0: We went up to hibbing, it was forty below. We were lighting fires in the ashtray. It was just
2: <laughs> oh, terrible. <God. laughs> oh my goodness. I it's had a greenbrier. A, uh, it's such a cool van. and further research proved that they made a truck with the motor in the back, under the floor, under the box panel, and a side. It was a side loader, so the whole side would flip down like a tailgate. It were yeah. really neat, neat vehicles, but they were they were air cooled. <laughs> so this medic van was absolutely
0: not involved in aiding the in comforting the stricken. It was yeah, full of bad yeah. guys. Bad the guy, only thing bad, it looked baddies. like, yeah, yeah,
3: that they had that would help would be the milk, which of course they say you pour in your in your eyes for uh, tear gas. But everything else in there was basically yeah. combat stuff. Well, the yeah. milk was for them, obviously. Yeah, if
0: something happened
2: to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: in any event, neighborhoods, uh, I would imagine, uh, are coming together. Neighbors are probably meeting each other for the first time. Uh, it has to happen. It, it just has to happen. Uh, we went out last night, the uh, CP and I, and went up and down Grand Avenue and talked to a few National Guard types. Uh, they were all very hot, but they mentioned that, that they were referring to the temperature. Uh, and I think they did were on, see, they were on Grand see- Avenue, because it was so close to uh, the protest at the governor's okay. mansion, which came off without
2: a problem. And, well, well, what's your joke about that? You've got a, a really funny dad joke about that. If Summit were one block over, wouldn't it be Grand?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you see?
2: Whoa! Did you see Shay's response to your uh, tweet Shea about the him? heat? Shea said she also uh, went over there and saw a few guard members, but they were hot in the other way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. You go,
0: Shea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I went for a walk yesterday oh. to also talk to the guys on Grand. And I started giving them the wait, needle. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Were they going, oh,
0: God, here he comes again. <laughs> oh,
1: no, no, this comes is... old man. Here comes <laughs> Barney Fife again.
0: <laughs> oh, I started giving them the needle because one guy, one young kid, nice kid, He's in, the, he's in the glaring sunshine. I said, man, you, look at these guys down the street, man. I pointed down the street because his buddies were all in the shade. They had a parking spot in the shade. So I went down and talked to the guys in the shade, and I said, why don't you guys have to stand in the sun sometimes? They didn't think that was funny.
1: No, No, I can't imagine. <laughs> I Go said, home, "Do you know sir. something? <laughs> yeah. You know
0: something we don't." I said to him, "You know something we don't." He said, "Nah, we're just a presence." Yeah.
1: He actually looked at Joe and said, "You know, I think curfew for you is at three today. Yeah, yeah. where's your yeah. curfew, sir?
2: Shouldn't you be at the
1: Old Country Buffet, sir? <laughs> Where- where's that
2: bus that dropped you off? <laughs> Casinos are open,
0: sir." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll yeah. drive you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh God, honest to God, I can't help myself though. I I end up in those scenes and I just end up talking to the guys. It's just
1: you. Know? you. It's one hundred percent you.
0: <laughs> How come you guys get the shade? Look at that guy.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, they were a strong presence though,
0: uh, and uh, I would imagine a comforting one. uh We uh, had another night of nonviolence. We had another night of peace. But it's way too early to let our guard down. I think so. I'm surprised the curfew was uh, moved to 10 o'clock, to tell you the truth. Yeah.
1: Well, wasn't that... Wasn't part of that to accommodate some of the people that are working second shifts and things like that?
0: I have no idea,
2: Reavers. Yeah. I didn't analyze it as deeply as you
0: did. Yeah. Okay, and sorry. speaking,
2: of that,
1: God, speaking my... of that,
2: we need to get Metro Transit open again. These folks need to get to and from their jobs. This COVID thing is bad enough. These guys, they need to work. You know. Well,
0: thanks to professional uh, evil people like Matthew Lee Rupert of Galesburg, Illinois, you accomplish nothing, you fool. You only help to destroy the very necessities that people in the lower socioeconomic scene yep. need yep. to lead their life. And
1: with that long list of things that you said he was charged with, he's going to go away for a while, isn't he? He's, he has to. Yeah. He has to. Yeah.
0: Why wasn't he arrested here? If he... See, well, maybe the well, cops were too busy to be him, studying his yeah. Facebook posts. Right. Uh, well, we're going to take a break and come back with Mr. Johnny Height.
2: Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchouet.
0: I'm just looking at the. Uh, no, never mind. Okay. Okay. I was looking at the the tweet we were talking about off air. Ah, the, the comments. Yeah, don't
1: do that. Yeah, I,
0: do Let that. It yeah, I think I will. Okay. Here's John Height. Oh, wait, I got to tell you, you first. Yes, sir. I, I thought so, yeah. EcoFund is back to normal business hours. Uh, that means Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fully open for business and practicing safe distance. Look, a bicycle right now is the hottest commodity in the country. Uh, They have the Bentelli e-bikes, five levels of electric assist. Uh, As of May, mid-May, they still had 100 bikes in stock and 200 scooters in stock. And Tim will deliver free throughout the metro area. So you get up to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's right on Highway 61 because GarageLogic owns Highway 61. You get up there and you test drive whatever you want. Remember those little scooters. You're stealing gas from the man on that thing. You can get 75 miles to a gallon. They turn every errand into an adventure. Uh, uh, The bicycling is made more uh, agreeable by the uh, uh, levels of electric assist. Uh, Great service department. Uh, You need anything done to your uh, scooter or your bicycle, Tim comes, sends a truck around once a day in the metro, picks picks up what needs servicing, brings it back to Forest Lake, services it, brings it back to you. He thanks GLers for all their support. And uh, remember, uh, we have a long, long summer ahead of us of social distance bicycling. You might as well get in the game now at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Now here's John Haidt.
3: Thanks, Joe. A memorial service will be held Thursday in Minneapolis for George Floyd. That service will be at North Central University in Minneapolis, specifically in the Frank J. Lindquist Sanctuary, starting at 1 o'clock. Meanwhile, a memorial service also expected to be held Saturday in North Carolina. That's where Floyd was born. His funeral scheduled for 11 in the morning, June 9th in Houston. Public viewing will be held Monday after the funeral. According to the Associated Press, former boxing champion Floyd Mayweather has offered to pay for Floyd's funeral and memorial service, and the family has accepted that offer. Uh, We have uh, two different autopsies now on George Floyd. Dr. Alicia Wilson, one of the pathologists who conducted an independent autopsy, said Monday afternoon that Floyd died as a result of mechanical asphyxiation. But the report, released later Monday by the Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office, said Floyd died of cardiopulmonary arrest, complicating law enforcement subdual restraint and neck compression. Manner of death ruled homicide in both cases, but the office noted... It's not a legal determination of culpability or intent. A preliminary autopsy report cited earlier by prosecutors said the county medical examiner's review revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. The independent autopsy conducted by Wilson and Dr. Michael Baden. Baden is the former chief medical examiner of New York City. I remember, he was hired back in 2014 to conduct the autopsy of Eric Garner, a black man who died when an NYPD officer used a band chokehold during that arrest. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office said Floyd experienced culp- uh, cardiopulmonary arrest while being restrained by the officer they said he had other significant conditions including arteriosclerotic and hypertens- uh, hypertensive heart disease and recent methamphetamine use and fentanyl intoxication the office had not previously reached the findings pending toxicology reports all, all of can... this
0: all of this is important uh will be important in a courtroom Um,
1: John, you called it mechanical asphyxiation? Asphyxiation, yeah. I've never heard that. Why why would it be referred to as mechanical?
3: I suppose that just means physically. uh, Okay. I I don't know. I guess I shouldn't speculate. I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Uh, St. Paul police, as we said earlier, uh, made 65 arrests at the Minnesota State Capitol Monday night. Protesters taken into custody Monday night for violating curfews all went down very peacefully. And as we told you, a protester van was towed, marked as a medic vehicle, but containing milk containers, helmets, and a baseball bat that was wrapped in barbed wire. And one local talk show host was arrested for harassing National Guard members multiple times.
1: Oh, I
0: didn't harass him. I just
3: said, how you doing? Hey, here he comes. Lawmakers and religious leaders, including the bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Washington, upset after police used tear gas against peaceful protesters outside the White House before President Donald Trump's photo op at nearby St. John's Episcopal Church on Monday evening. Rev. Marianne Buddy, Bishop of the Washington Diocese, said Tuesday morning that Trump held up the Bible in front of St. John's, quote, as if it were a prop or an extension of his military and authoritarian position. Buddy, in an interview on NBC's Today show, said that what Trump did in front of the church was an abuse of the spiritual tools and symbols of our traditions and our sacred space. He didn't come to church to pray. He didn't come to church to offer condolences. He didn't come to commit to healing our nation, all the things that we would expect and long for from the highest leader in the land. Did, did you note the, the way he was yes. holding the Bible?
0: It looked like he had never held a
3: book before. Yeah. It was a funny grasp of the, uh, of the Bible. Uh, did you see his, when the reporter asked him if it was his Bible? Is that your Bible? He said, It's a Bible. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What version? (laughs) To get to the church, that new hippie version, or is it the old King James? (laughs) What what do you got going there? (laughs) To get to the church, police dispersed peaceful protesters with tear gas 20 minutes ahead of a curfew for Washington, D.C. Not helping with the optics of all this. Among those tear-gassed, Reverend Jeannie Kerbasi, a former oh. assistant rector at St. John's, has oh, no. been transferred to a sister church in Georgetown, but she was there distributing medical supplies to protesters when troops and police arrived without advanced warning and drove the protesters out of the area.
1: You know, speaking of the, uh, the rioters in the Washington, D.C. area, you guys, we got an email from Tom, and it's just a giant poster, and it says, man, I sure hope the rioters in D.C. don't do anything to the IRS building. At one 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 Constitution Avenue Northwest, Washington D.C. two zero two two
2: four, or the files under the O category,
1: yeah, yeah. O L.
3: I thought that was funny. Also, not helping with the optics. Did you guys see the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff at this uh, little affair? He was no. arrested in battle fatigues. Mm. Ah. When, when they walked over to the church, yeah. Which, you know, yeah. You know, well, what are you going to do? Complain about uh, another
1: podcast? <laughs> yeah. Here we are.
3: We have uh, new information now from the Minnesota Department of Health on the COVID uh, cases. Today they announced there are 310 new cases uh, here in Minnesota for a total of 25,508 in the state. MDH reports there are now 1,072 total deaths with 22 additional deaths reported Tuesday morning. Of the entire total, 866 have occurred in long-term care or assisted living facilities. The department said as of Tuesday, the state has completed 23,832 tests and private labs have completed over 234,000 tests. To help enforce social distancing restrictions due to the coronavirus pandemic, Walt Disney World is enlisting, of course, stormtroopers from Star Wars. Oh, yeah, they're uh, actors. yeah. Yeah. Uh, on May 20th, parts of Disney World reopened, and now if you get too close, stormtroopers walk up to you and ask you to, please, uh, get away from each other. Keep it on. Also can be A pre-recorded banter between the two troopers can also be heard over loudspeakers.: I thought stormtroopers uh, didn't talk. Wasn't that their bit?: Well, they, they didn't talk in the movie.
1: Hmm. <laughs> OK. Uh, how
3: about this? In Romania, a cobbler? Making shoes that he says encourages social distancing. Uh, I saw this. Roomy. I saw yeah. this. Kelsey well, like, sent me yeah. a picture
0: of the shoes. Yeah. It's the most uh, hilarious Donald
2: thing Duck. I've ever seen. Donald yes. Duck shoes, or what? yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's correct. A
3: bit clown roomy. shoes. <laughs> yeah bit roomy in the toe coming in at what would be an almost size thirty in America. <laughs> if two people wearing the shoes face each other, they'd be about four and a half feet apart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they look like a platypus or something Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, and
3: it
1: serves two purposes in all honesty, yeah. it serves a social distancing purpose, and then you go up to some lady you go, Hey, what do you think of this, huh yeah yeah four and a half feet.
2: Reavers, aren't your shoes about, they're 14s, aren't they, dude? Yeah, I'm
1: 14, yeah. (laughs) Oh,
2: wow. Uh, mine are, are about fast. five. <laughs> yeah. you're a, you are blessed, Chris. Thank you. Oh, wow. I each no wonder the stuff. wife stays with you. <laughs> <laughs> there had to be a Shoe reason. Size. <laughs> now I
1: get it. If if
0: any of you have ever seen Reaver's wife, you'd get the joke. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. She's each. professional. I'm single able. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's, exactly. She's yeah. Willie Mays, and you're, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Willie Mays <laughs> A's. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 she's Willie Mays you're Willie Mays Hayes.
3: <laughs> uh, each pair takes the cobbler about 115 bucks to, or I'm sorry, he charges 115 bucks. They take Tuesday, two days to make. He said so far he actually has sold five pair. Uh, speaking of coronavirus in Great Britain, having sex in your own home with someone from a different household is now illegal what? after the huh? government altered its coronavirus legislation at 11:30 a.m on monday a change to the law was introduced that bans two people from different households in england gathering in an indoor private place during the coronavirus virus lockdown so you can't have sex unless it's a family
2: what if the wife says it's okay <laughs>
0: Well, not what if she now. says she doesn't care? <laughs> care less. Whatever.
2: <laughs> Just keep it down. Just be quiet.
0: <laughs> We're trying Just to watch TV quiet. in here. <laughs> Where's the party? Yeah. Say you're. You know oh. when Pat, Pat, whenever he tells a, a Dark Star story, he always tells a story of the time I asked Dark. Yes. Do you have a plan for your show? Is it is there a theme? And what what is it? Cuz it was a dreadful dreadful show. It was horrible. No, it was fantastic. Well, God, well I love listening to it. And it was said, fun. Well, it was fun in the sense that his answer was what can the next 3 hours do for me, Dark Star? Oh, and I thought about that today when I saw the president attempting to hold the Bible uh, at the church. And uh, he has no ideology, either conservative or liberal. His, his, his ideology be, what can this presidency do, <laughs> do for, for me?"
3: me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Address those to Joe, not John. You know what? Now okay. that I
2: think about it, I bet you Dark would have been a great advisor. He would have been the head oh, of the yeah. cabinet or, or oh, something, yeah. and a, yeah. an ambassador to uh, shenanigans or right.
1: something. Pat, yesterday when when Royce and I did the uh, the Roycy base Roycy on baseball podcast, of course we spent about twelve seconds on baseball and then forty minutes talking about the the, the Dark Man. And i didn't know this when he was doing the body solutions ads way back in the you know the late '90s yeah he was the number one rep for that company in the entire country. Did really? you guys wow. know this? No, to no. the point where they flew him in. And when he got to the compound, they gave him a standing ovation when he walked in to the door.
0: What is Body Solutions, a weight loss It was deal? a weight
1: loss. You know, the rookie here for Body Solutions. It right. was one of those deals. And he was doing Dark, better than anyone uh, else
2: in the country?
0: He
1: was their number one salesperson in the country.
2: <laughs> wow. Dark and I, are uh, Dark and I, excuse me, Dark had uh, Yates and I on after we got gassed by, uh, I don't know if it was 1500 or the fan or whatever, but
3: uh, he keep had us on. He <laughs>
2: had uh, a... <laughs> Had us on for a a segment. The segment turned into two hours. (laughs) Right, because he had nothing else to do. Right. Right. As
3: if things weren't bad enough, I got a few things here I can add to. Oh, good. 2020. Thanks, John. Ready? China might be planning to genetically modify its soldiers for an army of Terminator-style super troops. Okay. Oh, good. That's good. Okay. Experts at the defense think tank Rusi say genetically modified soldiers could be faster, stronger, and more clever than their battlefield opponents, and feel no pain. Their DNA could also be adapted to help them recover more quickly if they get any uh, if they get any injuries. Rusi's professor John Luth said the threat is obvious and real. Chinese money could be stealing a march on Western armed forces. That is deeply concerning. A warning comes after Chinese scientist He Jiangku said he used gene editing technology to make GM babies. Professor Louth said GM technology is proven with plants. Absolutely, you could apply it to humans. Oh, Johnny, you know, Johnny, yeah. I have to uh-huh. ask you. Uh, yeah.
1: How do you like your new underwear?
3: I love my oh, new underwear. I ran
1: yeah. him up his Chill Boys Perfect. on Friday afternoon because you know he was getting uh-huh. uh, he was feeling down that he was the only one on the show. I was,
3: I was left out. And, but you like I've him? them? I've been wearing them ever since. I got mine. Not, huh? the, not the same pair. I mean, obviously. Oh, but
2: but you can do. You can get away with that, John. No, they're, Kenny. They're for at least <laughs> no. three, day, three days. No. Three
1: days. Uh, go no. to chillboys.com. There are one of our new uh, supporters here on Garage Logic, and be like John and the rest of the staff here in Garage logic they are the most comfortable underwear you will ever own Very. wear them for one day wear them for a week straight we don't care just go online here's, to the chillboys.com
2: gellers it's like you know in the cowboy movies where they the opinions of ken olson do not reflect the office <laughs> of the mayor of <laughs> where, where you see a cowboy come off the dusty trail and he takes a bath in his clothes you can actually just take a shower with these things on and they clean themselves <laughs> yeah.
1: Chill. Move, on, move on. along, John. Chillboys.com. Right, uh, they are a local Minnesota company, and we appreciate their sponsorship here on Garage
3: Logic. Yes, wonderful stuff. Uh, one other thing to worry about. Actually, I have a couple more to worry about. Uh, Russian Siberia has been rocked by an invasion of blood-sucking ticks that experts say oh. includes a new and deadly mutant variety.
0: <laughs> Mosquito um, Shield. Yep. Mosquito Shield is needed in Russia.
3: MoShield, no dash. MoShield, no dash. MoShield.com. The scale of the swarm left some hospitals already stretched thin with rising coronavirus cases and deaths without vaccine and medicine. It's also uh, in the Krasnoyarsk region. Oh yeah, there are 428 times more ticks than usual, mm. sparking fears of Lyme disease and illnesses that cause brain inflammation. Medics in that region reported 8,200 tick bites, including 2,200 cases that involved kids. Uh, there's about 214 ticks per square kilometer. Normally, it's about 0. 0.5 ticks per kilometer. What in the hell would cause ticks to suddenly get ambitious? They
0: haven't been ambitious since the beginning of time. <laughs> right,
3: <no ambition.
0: laughs> they have no, no ambition. ambition. They've had no marketing. They haven't evolved. They're the same ticks that were here a billion years ago. And now all of a sudden, what has caused them to have an uprising? Mm-hmm. Does the story say?
3: It doesn't no. They have well, no reporting idea isn't why what it used to be. So many. Yeah. In uh, well in the Democratic Republic of Congo, a fresh outbreak of Ebola virus has flared up. <laughs> well, you're full of good news today, John. Thanks for joining. Congo's health ministry said that the new Ebola outbreak has killed four people and infected at least two more in Umbanka, a city of 1.2 million people on the country's western side. Less than two months ago, Congo was about to declare an official end to an Ebola epidemic on the eastern side of the country that had lasted nearly two years and killed almost 2,300 people. But with two days to go, a new case was found. The outbreak could not be declared over. Several more cases have been found since. so Officials say they still hope it's in the final stages.
0: I have two nature notes today. May I I introduce Mm -hmm. the first of two? I called it today, June 2nd, full blooming of my lilacs. And I only wish to note that it's been the same date every year since we moved here, uh, give or take a day. And uh, I've been told that uh, winters are shortening and summers are getting longer. But uh, my very minor, very microcosm uh, experience with Mother Nature is that when it comes to lilacs, they haven't been affected by anything. They, uh, they, they bloom at the same time every year for the past 30, 33 years. That's good. 33 years. Uh, a second That's nature, fascinating. Uh, a second fascinating. nature note coming up later. Oh, oh!
1: I'll be right ready. Yeah.
0: Well, you know story. what you guys
1: can do. <laughs> what, what, Joe?
0: I'll just do it by myself.
2: Well, how's that? Give me enough time to grab a notebook and a pen, okay? Because <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to get this one down. All right.
3: Hey, uh, a story, Joe. You may want to just ignore completely. Carol Baskin. Whose long-standing feud with Joe Exotic, was chronicled in the Netflix docu series Tiger King, has been awarded the zoo that once was owned by Joe Exotic. A judge ruled in favor of Baskin's a judge ruled in favor of Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Corporation Monday in a lawsuit against the Greater Winwood Development Group, LLC. The latter company once was owned by Exotic, whose real name is Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage. The order gives Baskin control of about 16 acres of land in Garvin County, Oklahoma. That's home to an animal park with an array of big cats. They must vacate the zoo land premises within 120 days of service of the order. Vacation of premises shall also require removal of all zoo animals from the zoo land, according to the court order. The judgment also awarded several cabins and vehicles to Baskin. Baskin, who owns an animal sanctuary in Florida, had for years been a vocal critic of Maldonado Passage's Animal Park, a feud that escalated into a court battle. He argued that Baskin was trying to destroy his business uh, business with an online smear campaign and videos that she posted to her YouTube page and social media channels. Meanwhile, Baskin had argued that Exotic was abusing his animals and crusaded against his use of tigers for profit. This is he way was... too much time given to this fruitcake. <laughs> He was convicted last year in a murder-for-hire plot against Baskin is serving a 22-year sentence for the hit attempt and other crimes that include animal abuse. Reavers, have the rim shot ready. (laughs) Okay.
0: Patrick from Alaska just writes, Hey, Joe, Sunday night the president was escorted to the bunker under the White House. What do the Secret Service call that bunker? Archie.
3: (laughs) That's, That's... Secret Service not known for their sense of humor, obviously. Yeah. Wow. You ever see the you ever see the all-in-the-family
2: where Archie and Meathead got trapped in the basement and they found a, a bottle of hooch and they got no. plowed together? That no, was a good one. I that one. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was a good one. Anyway. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Great Whoa! story. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> uh, WCCO morning anchor Kim Johnson has announced she's no longer with the station. I have a question about this. Yes. Uh, why is this getting such attention? No
0: offense to this woman, I don't know her, but so what? She got fired. She's all over the
3: news. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell is I never, she?
1: I know I why. I never watched. It's why? It's because she was let go while she was on vacation, and that's that's pretty cold to do that, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, at least wait for you know to come back. Yeah. And, come
3: know. on in. We got to talk in. to you. I'll leave.
1: Well, I've always told the boss, "Hey, if you're going to Cam me, you better do it on Monday. Don't wait till the end of the week. I want yeah. you." <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't worry, we Maybe. can have that taken care of for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's been mentioned, Chris. Yeah.
2: I could have, I could have told her to do the Kenny thing. Oh, I love the you Kenny see, plan. You, you see the boss on the phone. Number one, you don't answer, and then when it stops ringing, you block him. Really yeah, I didn't get the word. <laughs> it's super simple. Kenny's
1: plan too. Hey, Kenny, uh, you want to come on in? Yeah, sure, I'll be right there. And then he just goes home.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That that has happened.
3: (laughs) Johnson posted on Monday on uh, Facebook, Friends, it's with a heavy heart to tell you, I'm no longer an employee of WCCO. She did post some other things too and then said she was informed of management's decision to part ways with her while she was on vacation last week. Yeah. Uh, she said in a phone interview late Monday, this may sound like an over-exaggeration, but I'm quite losing this job with losing the love of my life. But I don't want this to come across as a pity party with everything that's going on. I know I've been privileged. The Maple Grove native has been with the station since twenty fourteen. She interned at the station while attending the U of M. Uh, it appears what to the hell part- we're not talking about Edward R Murrow here. <laughs> okay, what the so,
0: hell?
2: So, which anchor in town would make you upset if they disappeared from the scene? Which anchor? None. I,
0: really? I don't.
2: I I have nothing
0: not, against any of them, but not uh, Julie. Well, Julie's uh, my appreciation for Julie has been renewed during this uh, protest. Well, she's She's the best in town. She's she's spoken her mind very well.
2: Yeah, there's at least a half a dozen on my list that I would really be bummed out about. I'm not saying that because I don't like any of them. I'm just
0: uh, I'm just saying that. this uh, happens. That's what you're it, saying. It, it just happens. Yeah. 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 But it's, I mean, it's, it's the
1: aspect of it is the reason people have gravitated towards it is because she was let go while she was on vacation with her family. You've that's, already said that. That's you've
3: already cold. Said, you,
0: you've already said that. I know. I'm just repeating put some, it. Put some coins in no! the bucket for
1: yourself. Oh my for God. yourself.
3: Wow. If you ever say no like that again, Chris. Yeah. You. Uh. You guys, I didn't hear you talk about it yesterday. I listened to the show. Uh, did you guys talk about uh, Maxi at all, Mike? Yes, Maxie? Yeah, it came up during uh, Sports Talk. Oh, God, he was wonderful. Just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, he was having fun. He was having fun.
2: Did you see my joke on Twitter uh, with Werzer? Um, she wants him to have an Emmy. I don't care about the Emmy. I want a bobblehead uh, for uh, Mike. Only his head his head swivels instead of bobbles. Because yeah. <laughs> he never looks at the camera. And when he does look at the camera, I get really nervous. It's like, keep looking, Mike. Keep your eyes in the back of your head, Mike.
3: I worked briefly with him when I first moved to town for a, a company that made uh, videos for schools. Mm-hmm. He was a producer there. So mm-hmm. he would... Direct me where to go. I was a photographer. Roycey knows him quite well. Well, they were they did the show together. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The highly rated
1: sports show. Yeah,
3: Johnny,
0: that was very uh, that was
3: very great. Thank you. Thank you. You're more than welcome to hang around. You do what you have to do. I'm uh, I'm going to cut out today, but I will be back Thursday.
0: Very good, Uh, and we'll be back shortly. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self Esteem, Zip. Nada, nothing. Here's Joe Sujure. Dylan Height music. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Is Kenny DK up right now?
2: DKMags.com. Yeah. DKMags.com on, on Hold 8 in New Brighton <laughs> and Monticello Pond and Gun. They offer firearms, ammunition, <laughs> accessories, and they do that for law abiding citizens of Gumption County and elsewhere. Of course, I get a lot of questions about firearms. Uh, And all I can really offer for answers are personal opinions. However, DK Mags, they're going to give you solid facts and sound advice. Now, I understand right now. Boy, I get it. You might be thinking about purchasing a firearm, possibly personal protection, maybe home protection. Uh, There's a big difference between the two Or maybe just small, big game hunting, sporting competitions. You want to maybe, like me, just shred cardboard. Whatever you're thinking, the GLers at dkmags.com and Monticello Pond and Gun. They're here to help all of us. And if you're in law enforcement or the military or a veteran, seriously, I know this is a cliche, but thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, You're going to earn another 5% discount. dkmags.com in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun couple of wonderful shops for GLers, run by GLers. Good luck.
0: Joe, I email the show occasionally, and sometimes you read my emails and sometimes you don't. That's fine, but I beg you to read this one, describing an experience I just had. I was just at a local dealership getting some service work done. I walked up to the cashier to take care of the paperwork of getting a loaner vehicle. Just as this transaction gets underway, a man in army fatigue stepped up behind me with some items in his hand he just got at the adjacent parts counter. I immediately felt bad for that. For one, I had just stepped in front of a service member, and two, my paperwork transaction was slogging along. I turned to him and said, Sorry, you probably just have a quick exchange here, but now that they've started my process, I guess you got to wait until they're done. He said politely with a chuckle, Yeah, I'm just trying to pay for my $12 worth of gaskets. I thanked him for his service. I'm not exactly sure what type of vehicles his parts were for, but he said he'd rather pay for these parts with his own money than send a guy up to Camp Ripley where they would be free on hand. He said, I've been a federal employee for 24 years and get paid well enough to give back once in a while. I again thanked him for his service. My transaction finally ended and I asked for his bill so I could pay for his parts. He said, I'm not going to let you do that. I didn't insist, but I could tell he wasn't going to change his mind. I started to tear up and wasn't able to get the words thank you for your service out of my mouth for a third time, and I walked out. All of this happening while a very nice, polite, young black man and me, a middle-aged white guy, smile at one another and joke around as he takes care of my paperwork. And he doesn't want me to use his name, but it's it's a name we all know. My point, uh, I think I have a point here, uh, that this is a, a moment of Americana that obviously exists all around us. All around us, but but the news only delivers us hysteria. This is a moment of of Americana that's all too common, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, I'm thankful yeah. for. But Absolutely. you
1: know, we we get a lot of those emails about you know promoting fear and not facts and things of that nature, and I don't know what what the response should be because, for instance, you know we've been talking about the unrest here in the in the Twin Cities for the past week plus, and you know nationally with coronavirus, whatever. Well, that's the story. We we have to talk about it. No, I,
0: I, I know. I know. But in the meantime, humanity, maybe humanity will make the center hold. Maybe the combined weight of all these interactions of civility and charity.
2: I believe that you're absolutely correct. As I went down to Lake Street, once again, to help out, and uh, I, I found P, uh, the the group that Pierre had organized. Uh, organized. He's the guy from uh, Illinois or Ohio, uh, and it was 100 people doing a 10-man job. It was mm-hmm. amazing, absolutely amazing. So basically I drove around handing out, I've got a big, huge stock of really thick uh, garbage bags, thick. Big giant garbage bags that'll fit in a 55 gallon barrel. I just went around and replenished everybody's stocks of garbage bags because there were millions, well, not millions, let's not overstate it, but there were enough people to get the job done. The
0: U.S. Postal Service has resumed service in the Twin Cities. Service was suspended Thursday following the first night of looting and fires along Lake Street. Two officers. Two offices damaged amid the nights of unrest, Minnehaha and Lake Street have had their operations relocated. For those usually serviced by the Minnehaha location, zip code 55406, mail will be relocated to the main Minneapolis Post Office downtown. For those usually serviced by the Lake Street location, zip codes 55408 and 55409, Mail will be relocated to the North 12th Street Station just off Hennepin Avenue downtown. Uh, The Postal Service said it has removed some collection boxes in Minneapolis and St. Paul. They will be returned once it is deemed safe for mail carriers to collect mail without incident. None of the mailboxes I use are visible. They've all been taken in St. Paul. Really? Yep. Uh I use about three or four
2: different ones, depending on my mood. And uh, they're all gone. They're gone. Uh, your your mood or the CP's mood and how fast do you think you need to get back? Right, right.
1: <laughs> or how long does he need to stay away? <laughs> Reeves,
0: Reeves, you might have been on something yesterday at your anger uh, with the Minneapolis mayor referring to the third precinct station as butt bricks and mortar. Yes. That that a that, uh, uh, That appeared to have struck a nerve with you. That really bothered me. Uh, Kate uh, has a follow-up email where I think she's uh, maybe uh, interpreting what you were talking about. In yesterday's podcast, I heard you discussing Mayor Fry's comment that the 3rd Precinct building was just bricks and mortar. Yes, it was just bricks and mortar, paid for by the residents and businesses he failed to protect. Refusing to defend the building, he sent the message that he condoned the destruction of property. While Mr. Fry is clearly oblivious to the ramifications of that choice, I think it is safe to say that it set the tone for the ensuing riots in Minneapolis and perhaps the rest of the country. Good luck, Kate. Boy, she nailed it. Yeah, very well said. Yeah. Uh, Howard writes, it was just a matter of time. The Olympic sport of virtue signaling has officially been sanctioned by the left and the virtue games have begun. Our first competitor is Jimmy Fallon. He took it upon himself to self-flagellate, get your mind out of the gutter, Kenny, and declare himself a recovering racist. He had been called out for doing a blackface impersonation of Chris Rock about 20 years ago and spent the opening monologue publicly whipping himself. He then followed that up with asking the president of the NAACP, how can I do better? I don't deny that what he did was in poor taste. I don't deny his right to feel guilty about it. What I take issue with is that he is pandering in an effort to feel better about himself, not to actually fix things. If he were trying to fix things, he would be apologizing for all offensive things he's done and said about everybody. Further, he would have done it under his own steam, not having to be coerced by peer pressure. It's not to say that social pressure can't bring about change. I'm hoping that the events of the past week will bring about meaningful change. But change done in the name of guilt rather than thought is ill-conceived best, Howard. I, I agree with Howard, but I would take to one point he made the likes of Jimmy Fallon are so desperate to be in the club the leftist club Mm -hmm. that he wasn't saying any of that to make himself feel better about himself he was he was pandering to pander to make sure that his bona fides are up to date with the with the crowd that he's right to. he
1: didn't want the club to get to get right. mad at him that's right. exactly what he did
0: it has nothing to do about f- with feeling better no. about himself it no. has to do with hey I'm still one of you guys don't worry I'm still in the club I'm still a word I can't say on air <laughs> uh, Reeves yes sir uh, Emailer Gary wants to know if you can post the Twins game with Pat and Joe calling the play-by-play.
1: Yeah, I have an issue with it though. The problem is I don't have the MP3 of it. I just have it in the system, so I need to convert it in order to do that. And yes, it sounds. Kenny's going to say it sounds like I'm making an excuse. I kind of am, but but uh, I guess I could uh, (sighs) eventually.
3: <laughs> That's a
2: no. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to I'm trying to think out
1: loud how I'm spo- how I'm can convert a piece of audio file that way. I, I can figure it out. I'll figure Do it out. You know how disappointed that makes me.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Do you know how disappointed that makes me
1: uh, now I'm gonna have to find it again. To, uh, Did we play that on GL or sports talk? I don't know. I think we okay. play that. Whiskey for my friends, beer for
0: my horses. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Hail you. Joe, I've been processing the events of this weekend, listened to yesterday's podcast, and have come to this conclusion. For a large majority of men, the honor code that once made man a man has been diluted, impaired, or destroyed by years of liberalism and leftist ideologies permeating our society. As late as the early 1960s, this honor code was instilled in boys via their parents, their peers, their teachers, and other civic leaders in society. To learn and follow the code meant a man respected women, elders, and each other. Additionally, it meant a man worked hard to provide for his family, did things to better society, and most importantly, had the courage to stand up against lawlessness. Over the course of the past week, I witnessed a multitude of young men destroying property or looting businesses without an ounce of regard for the business owners that invested capital in these neighborhoods. Sadly, an even greater number of men sat back idle, all showed no semblance of this honor code. As the rioting and destruction escalated, our so-called leaders showed absolutely no backbone with the mayor of Minneapolis actually breaking into tears. The governor wasn't much better, citing his 20 years as a high school teacher as his credentials for dealing with these lawless thugs. I recall a country song by Willie Nelson and Toby Keith called Beer for My Horses, which basically speaks to the male honor code of the past. The chorus states, you have to saddle up your boys, you have to draw a hard line. Sadly, only after a week of destruction did the governor realize it was time to draw a hard line, and control was wrestled back. Joe, I am friends with a number of restaurant owners on West 7th Street, and I went down to West 7th Street to check on them Friday night. While some business owners were boarding up their windows, others opted to hire men that follow the honor code to patrol their properties with weapons. The thugs are rioters. They are generally cowards they don't mess they didn't mess around with those businesses again i do not condone violence but there comes a time when men need to show some courage and stand up for that honor code the events of the past week should be a wake up call to all law abiding men Men need to dust off the honor code and start standing up for the morals and values of our forefathers. It's about showing character and courage. Failure to do so will only turn the keys over to the leftist cowards that hide behind masks, instilling fear into all those who fail to stand up to them. Never afraid and always pushing back. Scott from Invergrove. I think I think that's a, a good a good sentiment. Yes, it I is. I think it's a great sentiment. I saw a great uh, video on Twitter. I don't know what town it is, but it's a group of. Black protesters who are not inciting violence and are not throwing anything, running an Antifa guy out of their midst. Yeah, that and, was in
1: Atlanta, wasn't it? Was that in Atlanta? I think well, I saw the same video. That.
2: I've seen it around the United States, including right here in town. Yeah, we've and, seen and, a lot and, of that.
0: And this fraud, this Antifa fraud. At one point, he doesn't take off his mask, but he turns around. He's a, he's a word I can't say. So he leaves the group of the, of the black guys, but the blacks are haranguing him. And he, he's trying to say, I'm with you guys. And they keep telling him, no, no you're not. No. Get the hell out of our neighborhood. Get out of here. I thought it was just brilliant. And that's another moment of humanity that's going to save us. Don't fall for these frauds.
2: They have only There's the a- destruction of this country in mind.
0: That's all they have in mind
2: absolutely there's one video circling of a couple of young african-american women that go after a couple of white girls that are painting blm on uh, on a business and boy they shut them down oh i love it when uh, an african-american lady goes off and since we're on the topic i gotta doff my hat and thank uh the reverend timothy and his gun club for doing the good thing last weekend over on the north side oh yeah uh yeah they uh they got on the gear, and they went out in the corner, and they protected uh, their neighborhood and and their uh, their neighbors.
0: I believe he protected his church, too, didn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He, him and his club, good guys. And they're not all African Americans, either. There's some uh, white guys and gals up there with them.
1: So, Joe, you brought them up. Are you bringing up the, the bigger Antifa story today at all on today's program?
2: Which is what?
1: Uh, the one involving the president. Uh,
0: refresh my memory.
1: Uh, he, apparently we've been, apparently he has declared them officially a terrorist organization. They are,
0: and I guess the only contention the president is facing about that is that we have exclusively used terrorist designation only for foreign agents, foreign bad guys. Okay. So
1: I I don't know what to make of that. Because a lot of people had emailed in and wondering why you hadn't brought that up yet. So I was just curious.
0: Because local authorities keep insisting that when they examine jail uh, rosters, they're not finding uh, an overwhelming number of outsiders.
1: Uh, They're
2: here. here. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. We we know now this Matthew Lee Rupert from Galesburg, Illinois. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're around. I'm sure they're around but I I don't know the I don't know that the numbers are you know, the medic van for all I know that's Antifa I don't know it had Minnesota plates on. Oh it. all right. Well, yeah. there could be Antifa in
1: Minnesota.
2: Yep.
1: <sighs> Hold on because Gary had requested let me give Gary 25 seconds, okay?
0: Yeah. Here's the pitch. Boof glaring in. <laughs> Wide. I'm sorry, inside, not wide. Inside, ball. I think he called it a strike. He did? <laughs> did he? What's he lay raising his hand for? It looked like a strike to me. He's one and one. One and one.
1: Here we go. Yep.
0: This is not as easy as you think it is when you listen to Gordo or something <laughs> like. all something like that. Right, well, he's a, he's a bit. Oh,
1: oh I could listen
0: wide, to that Wide, inside, ball. No, I think he called call it. Call it a strike. <laughs> call it a strike. <laughs> Why is he raising his hand? Oh! <laughs> Does he have a question? Well, Pat reminded me. Hell, they had us promoted.
1: We were going to do three innings. They got—they couldn't get us out of their fast So enough. this was a big station promotion. Oh, it's huge. The- I, they
0: flew me down there. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Boy, those were the days, huh? Oh,
2: yeah, Don't bring it up.
0: <laughs> Say, a uh, quick update from Schmel's Countryside. Yes, sir. In Maplewood, southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. My dealership... Uh, they got a deal now on 2019 and 2020 VWs that is really, really difficult to pass up. It's 0% interest for 72 months with deferred payment. Your first payment is deferred for 120 days, and this includes the all new 2020 Atlas Crossport. Uh, that is VW's newest SUV. Uh, these are extraordinary vehicles, three great marks, as we say. Volkswagen. Alfa Romeo and Fiat in a one-family shop, multi-generational. They don't own 50 stores. This is the place, Countryside in Maplewood. And here's what you do. Go to the websites, check out the vehicle you most want to have a test drive or most want to purchase or most want to learn more about, and then call them at Schmelz, and you'll have your own personal appointment. That's 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., Call 651-243-4316 after you visit com, all inventory there. SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, all inventory there. SchmelzFiat.com, all information there. And then set up your own sales appointment. Uh, tremendous, tremendous automobiles. And that is one hell of a deal on 2019 and 2020 VWs. I might, I might have to act now instead of wait till fall, except again... I don't know where to put it. I don't have a place to put it right now. I will
1: in the fall. Tell you what, you can park it at my house. I'll uh, I'll drive it here every day. You can kind of come out and take a look at it. I think that would be a great deal for both of us. 0% for 72 months on
0: all new 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred, deferred payment
2: of 120 days. I, I know. Uh, since it's going to take two months to get your plate, so why don't you just pull it down the block from your house, leave it in front of your neighbor's house. <laughs> and then I'll have to go check on it myself because I'll get the alert.
0: Say uh, through your own car. <laughs> I said that I had uh, two uh, notes of nature. When we return, I'm going to give you one that uh, makes me terribly proud of myself. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sushily. Suchi boy. Yeah.
2: How you doing in your house with the game of flaws? What's, <laughs> your, uh, what's your record right now? I'm about oh and 300. <laughs> <laughs> just this
0: week. I, yeah, I did today. Uh,
2: <laughs> I did uh, what I perceived in my twisted mind as two pretty good things you guys know i'm pretty much a jackass and a creep yeah right Uh, but uh i i went down to lake street to help out and then since i was on lake street and uh it was hot and gross and my central air unit is down it's dead and i don't have the four thousand it takes to replace it so i I stopped over to frats on east lake street and picked out a, a window unit he had i think three left there i bought one for Uh, after taxes three twenty-four, and uh i got home with it and slapped it together and put it in the window and uh turned it down to 62 and uh nice went went to bed and woke up six hours later and went upstairs and uh noticed it was set at 70 and Mm -hmm. uh that's where the game started and that's where i lost right and uh the game continued after the topic changed and i lost again and again Mm -hmm. so uh I'm really laying low today. I'm wondering if I maybe, can, so, can I spend the night at your house tonight? Can I no. go over? Or I'll, no. I'll sleep in the garage. Well, no. his
1: ears must have been burning while we did the Joe and Pat play-by-play of spring training years ago, because he sent me a text, and I'm assuming this is in relation to the game of flaws. Ravers, <clears throat> noon, 6 two twenty as in today's date. It's official. She is one, all caps. <laughs> So oh, the game oh, of flaws he, at the Roice Estate. Uh, oh that I, must that must have been a brawl. That's a white flag surrender, is what that is. He wow. plays
2: every day. We rarely play in this house. We rarely play. Uh, but, yeah. but boy, we played we played a couple of rounds last night and it was TKO for TKO. Oh, yeah. And yeah.
0: you know
1: what? He jinxed himself yesterday, Suits, because remember towards the end of sports, talk, he said, nah, it's actually been pretty good around here. Like, yeah,
0: he last... cursed himself. He
1: cursed himself.
0: No male has ever scored a point in the game of flaws. Nope. Nope. No male no. has ever scored a point. No, don't don't even try. Don't even try. Just don't take just, the bait. Just, just say, mm-hmm. rope a dope it. Just do mm-hmm. your best
2: and hang on the ropes and get out of there as soon as you can. It's
1: official.
0: <laughs> this is so uh, a kind of Tim Doherty send this to me. Uh it's too bad Rook isn't here because he's the he's the instigator that mocks me when I say things uh about nature, for example, I have always said, I can smell spring in the air. And I, I have said that maybe, is, I've, I've occasionally said it in January and February. Yes, you we're have. On a, we're on a certain day, I, <laughs> I can smell spring in the air. And, and Tim sent me, there is science behind it. You've been right all along. You can smell spring. Give the boys the needle with this one and earn the mayor a, bo- a boost in credibility rating. It's a stay curious feature. From popular mechanics here's a weird thing that causes the smell of spring you know the scent now meet the source despite being a hard despite being hard to place there's a clear source for that unmistakable string sign springtime smell geosmin, an organic compound commonly found in soil scientists in the UK and Sweden discovered the smell has passed the test of time due to a symbiotic relationship between the soil bacteria, streptomyces, and six-legged creatures known as springtails, the researchers published their work in the scientific journal Nature Microbiology. The start of spring has an unmistakable yet unplaceable smell. It's a bit reminiscent of dirt, but there's something else beneath the surface evocative of rainy days or afternoon spent gardening. The secret, geosmin, the soil-based compound responsible For those hard to describe olfactory sensations, our noses are so finely attuned to the organic compound, in fact, that we can detect it better than sharks can recognize blood. For the first time, scientists at the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences, the John Innes Center, and Lund University have identified why this distinct scent has persisted a symbiotic relationship between a six-legged worm known as the springtail and streptomyces, a type of bacteria commonly found in soil. It goes on to say uh, uh, they tested these results, and that I'm perfectly normal when I say I smell spring in the air. Well, now I know what I'm smelling. I'm smelling streptomyces and six-legged worms. In the dirt. Mm-hmm. Streptomyces, for its part, produce organic compounds using everything from chemical weapons to antibiotics. It all pro- also produces geosmin and other volatile organic compounds that easily become gases
2: or vapors. Oh, this is fantastic. Thank you for uh, sending me that. Stay I've curious. I quest- yes. question for you, Joe. Uh, what's coming up on the ride? <laughs>
0: So after the next spring rain, when the worms break through the earth, your nostrils pick up that heady soil smell. You can thank the springtails and streptomyces continuing their ancient dance. Well, I'll be a son How of a about gun. about
1: that? You were right all
2: along, I bro. I could
0: smell spring. Mm, now, these researchers. Get that,
2: that rain tonight, actually, anytime after 4 o'clock.
0: Well, I noted earlier in the show that the record for this day was 93 degrees in 1940. Uh, we are already at 88, but now I'm noting at 5 p.m. we have a 100% chance of rain, 6 p.m. 100% chance, 7 p.m. 90% chance. So, and you know, will the mayor get
1: 18 holes in, or won't he? You know, all along, you were right, and so was Chicago Windler.
3: Because it's not smell radio.
1: That's right. I remember that. <laughs> what was that even in reference to? Do you remember? uh no it was it wildfire related that you could smell the wildfires yeah, in, in, yeah every in,
0: every every year we go through that where you can smell the canadian fires she
1: said it's not smell radio it's not sunday smell
2: radio. uh last two days ago sunday was the first day that i didn't smell smoke uh from my really here so wow yeah uh this smell is still very prevalent though on lake street i'm sure it is i finally got the CP
0: piece car wash because that had the distinct smoke smell
1: you know, when you drive through, because I drove, after I left work here yesterday, I drove through campus just to kind of gaze University Avenue. Boy, there's very few buildings that aren't completely boarded up on the street on University.
2: Oh, it's all it's all over. It's deep, deep into South Minneapolis, Chris, because yeah. after they get chased out of wherever they're at, they start hitting the small joints along the way home, you know, the, the, the banks and the drive-throughs. The gas stations and liquor stores. You know? How do you know when to unboard? Exactly. That's been my question.
1: Well, you, you still probably have to wait another couple of days, don't As you? As a matter of fact, you know how yesterday
2: they opened up restaurants, uh, the patios, right across the street from Fratz, and I wish I would have taken a picture, is a boarded-up uh, um, restaurant, all of its windows and its door boarded up, with a couple of tables out. They were serving folks. Folks were sitting, you know, supporting them. Mm-hmm. It was it was surreal. It was Beirut. Oh, God almighty. You know, you get
0: up to Grunhofer's and Hugo. I bet that's not boarded up. No. No. I think, I think Hugo is far enough out from, uh, far enough away from the country's tallest buildings that a man can still run his old-fashioned meat market and serve and provide and sell the best meat that GLers have ever discovered. That's Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. It's on Highway 61. We own 61. We got Schmelz. We got uh Grunhofer's, we got fund uh, we, we kind of own Highway 61.
1: Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Highway Elevated. 61 and 4th uh,
0: Street. That's uh, right, that's right. And at Grunhoffer's, it's right at the uh, north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. There's a GL sign out front. But uh, we're in the heart of it now, man. We're in the heart of the grilling weather, and that's your one-stop shop for the brats, the burgers, the steaks, the chops, chicken smoked salmon, jerky of all kinds, 130 different flavors of brats. They are a worldwide sensation. All of it available at, uh, at a open for business and not boarded up. Grunhoffer's Old Fashioned Meats at the North End of Hugo on Highway 61. And
1: I'm telling you right now, dealers, I gave you last week. I'll probably even give you this week, but that's it. That's going to be my meatloaf Respite, and then, after that, it's open season for meatloaf for reavers.
2: I I started speculating on what would happen up there in Hugo if they did show up at uh, at Gruns, and then I flashed back to that day we did the uh, podcast from his parking lot, and remember towards the end he went out in the woods behind there, (laughs) scared the hell out of me, set off the loudest explosion I've ever heard in my life—a stick of dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised Spence hasn't invited them up. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll show you something. Up. Come on up. <laughs>
0: oh man, alive. Oh, it's a great meat market. We've. Uh, it's been a, uh, a joy to have discovered. Just... <laughs> Perfect Whoa. health. Jeez. Perfect health. You ah.
1: coughed so loud, you distorted your signal.
0: <laughs> God Almighty. Excuse me. I apologize. That's okay. I apologize. That uh, happens.
1: Yeah, shouldn't happen. Okay.
2: Though. Yeah. What? Uh, You said shouldn't happen. Yeah, he said
1: shouldn't happen.
2: All right. All right.
1: Well,
0: boys,
2: uh, enjoy that warm weather. Yeah, you too. You love this
1: humid crap, and you're about to go out in it. I love it. And by the way, Kenny, 62 degrees. Why do you have it set so warm? (laughs) I got to go. You got to have it at about 58. All right. Hey, and also, don't You're not going to freeze me out of this place. This should be at 70 degrees. Oh, boy. No, you stayed out of that one. Were you here? Uh, don't forget about Pod MN is the only podcast app made for Minnesota. You can find past episodes of Garage Logic and others about sports, news, comedy, true crime, and much more. And there's also a chance to win rewards each and every time you listen. Download the app today in Apple or Google Play stores. Pod MN, listen local. We'll catch you again tomorrow on the Garage Logic podcast.